Hey pals. Hey buddies. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Bible study. study. The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. If you haven't listened before, awesome. We are a couple of former Christians. And what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories. And ultimately what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book. But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So, feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along. Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact. Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into it? Um, I have an off-topic thing sure. to throw out. Um, I'm a little disappointed with Aldi. Um, you see they have these tasty little, like off-brand goldfish and they're these little turtles and uh they're called turtles baked they totally could have just made them a bunch of stoned turtles and called them baked turtles it would have been great <laughs> it makes more sense to say baked turtles too i don't know <laughs> turtles baked well come on you can't say the words turtles baked without they're just giving a space in there automatically, just get your mouth catching up. So it automatically sounds like there's a comma in there, like turtles, comma, baked. So it's the same thing, no matter what. Mm, nope, I oh, disagree. I don't like it. No, but you see, there's a bubble after the turtles. So it looks like a period. So it's like turtles, full stop. Oh, that's even more impressive. <laughs> Why is that well, one? Because th there is a period. Now you actually have to say it just like that. It's not like a, is there a pause in there? It's there is a pause in there. Turtles baked. <laughs> I mean, it's a bubble. It's not an actual period. <laughs> you would know. They're so baked that they turned themselves into a cheese cracker. These all used to be real turtles, kids. <laughs> okay. Now. So what are you smoking tonight? I'm just waiting for an edible to kick in. What'd you try? Oh, uh, one of those MKX blue things. Yeah. Blazing blue raspberry. Those are good. I had, um... I had two, two dream caramels. Uh, sea salt dream caramels. Those are my kryptonite. I love them <laughs> so much so much um there's a reason they come in singles i would eat all of them and at 25 milligrams a piece i'd be screwed <laughs> <laughs> i also had some okay so these are new my store doesn't actually sell them yet so i don't know if i'm saying the correct titles here but uh these are like terabytes they're made by the same company kiva um but instead of the chocolate-covered treats, these are gummies. They're really good. The ones I have are Wildberry. It says chill next to it, so I'm assuming they're indica. I have no idea how many of these I took. Um, yeah, that's fine. I just took <laughs> some of those. Um, I also had some Cosmic Blasters, the chocolate-covered strawberry. My least favorite of the Cosmic Blasters, but still pretty good. Not a fan of the chocolate that's on the inside. Um, and my favorite of the bunch. 
is the Noble Road Cannabis Infused Hash Rosin Dazed Sugar Cookies. They are potent as fuck. They're delicious. They're really pretty because they're all tie-dye and cute. And the company is uh, black-owned. And I really like supporting black-owned cannabis companies because there is such a horrible stigma around the black community in general and weed in America. And I love seeing people who have said fuck you to that and done what they're passionate for and made a business and made something of themselves. <sighs> I love supporting that shit. I'm really happy that my, my store sells that stuff and they make some damn good edibles. So, you know, I'm scooping them up whenever I can. Sweet, we got that rolled up nicely. That means it's time we refer to the Bible. Our current study follows a possible chronological order of Jesus' ministry throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is episode number two. So what are we here to do today? <laughs> we we going to learn about Jesus. W what about him? Jesus. Cristo. Um, his life. Honestly, I'm not really sure where we're, like, what we're starting with, but I know... We just read about his birth and the miracle that that was <laughs> and the symbolism and what all that means. So I'm looking forward to diving into, I'm assuming, his adolescence. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Going on from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what comes next? I'm going to have to. What happens after a kid's born? Their parents never sleep again? Ah, uh, yes. Let's see. It looks like only Luke really covers this next part. One, I'm not surprised. Two, I'm a little annoyed about that. Well, it's not like a, a big part from here. There's, you know, like 11 verses, 12 verses, I think. I can't math, but... Yeah, it's uh, chapter 2, 41 to 52. Oh, yes. The boy at the temple. So this just made me laugh when I was reading it because I could see this whole thing unfolding in my head. And I feel like I'm watching a sitcom on like Comedy Central or TBS or something like that, you know? Like this kid, like they're just on... They're they're out traveling and their kids just like I I can learn from these people. So I'ma just stay here and learn from them. <laughs> <laughs> and they get all the way back home. Well, not all the way back. They get a long way back on their way home. And then have to come all the way back. And they're expecting worst case scenario because their twelve year old is missing. Mm -hmm. They don't have cell phones two thousand years ago, are you kidding? So they have no idea if he's even alive. And uh, then they see, not only is he fine, he's just totally chilling in the temple, soaking in all the, the good vibes and energies. They're like, are you out of your mind? But I just see this <laughs> unfolding in some very theatrical way 
like that whole scenario is like such a trope in tv Mm -hmm. shows and movies and stuff and it's just funny because i can see it totally unfolding just like that (laughs) i feel like this wouldn't be like a rare occurrence honestly like you get just a group just a big like like, migration of people coming there always you know every year and then it's all fun, all the kids are around, they want to play, and then they're like, okay, everybody go, and then the kids are like, haha, we don't have to go, and then they leave, and then, you know, randomly people realize, oh, where's my kid, and they're like, oh, there's a small party going back for all the kids who stayed back, and like, no, come on. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, of That's all, hey, funny. it's just like, hey, at least they found him in the temple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my god. It's funny because when it comes to the Bible and, and all these stories and stuff, we we take it, like you've been saying since the beginning, we we make it like this fantasy world. We forget it's like it's real world. So like the kids, they're still kids. They still act like <laughs> kids, just like today's kids. Maybe, you know, we've got our differences because... Times have changed in 2,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> but kids are kids, man. They are sassy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we don't expect them to be sassy in the Bible and run off. Oh, and gosh. Do things no, like that. no. If my daughter, like, found someone that would, like, just talk to her for hours on end, she'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh huh. I'm staying here and I'm not going anywhere else and you can't make me. <laughs> oh, my kid. Jeez. <laughs> I, like, yeah, these are silly tropes and things now, but, like, when it comes down to it, the story is here because it, it shows that Jesus was intuitive, always, like, from the beginning. This isn't something that he just developed or got when he was older it's showing like this was in him at a young age too Mm -hmm. like he was he he knew that there was something to be learned and knowledge and wisdom to be gained from these teachers or doctors but he knew that there was something to be learned from them and decided to stay and it pissed off his parents but he did that because that was part of his story and Who knows what he actually gained from them. I actually think this is a turning point story. They they were looking for him in two days in Jerusalem. So the temple was the last place they expected to find him. I don't know what that says about, like, Jesus growing up to that point. Yeah. Well, but he even says, like, what were his exact words? Why were you looking for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? So it's like, he even seemed baffled by that. Yeah. Like, why didn't you look here first? <laughs> like. I feel like that speaks more to them as parents than it does to Jesus. If they've been raising him for 12 years, and if they have, like, impressions like, oh, if he's doing this, then he's probably doing this because... That like he he always does this or whatever he's always here we always find him at the arcade or something, like. Mm-hmm. Then then it's more just like he just kind of knew what to say to be kind of snarky in the moment to me, 
because he's just kind of like finally got his act together or something. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to really get into this God thing now, right? And so it's like, hey, (laughs) yeah, why didn't you look here first? (laughs) Like, we came here to to do this, so I just felt like I'd keep doing this. Mm -hmm. He just didn't want to go. That's fair. I could see it that way. I also think that there's, there's like, like you were saying with like, oh yeah, we find him at the arcade. This is where we see him. Like, being a parent and not knowing where your child is, especially knowing how, like, believing how important your child is to humanity, to the world, and then all of a sudden that child is now missing and you can't find them. It's like, you go into panic mode. That's your kid. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking straight. You're thinking, okay, home is here. Um, This is where we last were. This is where we've been. This is where we took them. Ooh, that's an interesting Mm -hmm. fear. If, you know, they were really trying to then push it, then that came up like, well, lots of people also want to get rid of him. Maybe that was always a constant worry. So they were looking up all the, the scary parts of town. Like, what did he, what happened to him? Like... Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you know, God will protect me, so I'm here. <laughs> Nothing will happen to me in the temple. Yeah. No one's got balls enough to do it right in the open. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, thinking about it from the parent perspective of being that parent that's missing that kid, like, I'd be terrified. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would react in that moment, but I know I would be yeah. scared. And I know that a lot of times when people are scared, they panic. And you can't think clearly when you're panicking. You're not going to think, where would my demigod child mm-hmm. go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the temple. Duh. But yeah. That is that is fair. Yeah. <laughs> but what I don't get is, though, but like, yeah, right after Jesus says this thing in 50, it says, and they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them. And so it's, I'm very confused as to what the reason is that his parents didn't understand what he was saying. That really threw me off, too. Um, I didn't have any notes to help either. Mine, my notes don't really make sense to me. I'm looking up to see if there's a better explanation for that verse. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can see this. So, Jesus had explained to his family that they, what we had just explained, they should have searched at the temple first because that's where he would have been. All of that. But Mary was upset about the whole situation. She was flustered and therefore unable to think clearly. She was upset, (laughs) so she was unavailable and unable to receive what he was saying. So this is, like, a message to the person reading this to take from this, like, we can't let our anger get in the way of, like, what we are hearing in the messages from God. Hmm, that's fair. But, uh, so at what point does Mary then accept it? Because... Then in 51, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. 
She held on to them, though. Yeah, that's where I'm struggling with it, because I'm like, on one hand, she's not making it an issue for other people. But on the other hand, she's holding on to it, which to me, I perceive that as like a grudge. Hmm. Like, I, I just see my mom in that. Like, if there was anything she didn't like that we ever did, she like preserved oh. that moment and encapsulated it in her brain so that she could throw it back. So mm. it's like, that's how I see it. But that's just because my view of parents is fucked up. So I don't know if that's the case. Honestly, that you were selling me on that. And, and, let's be real here. The name Mary quite literally means bitter or rebellious. Really? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. My mom always told me not to pay attention to those ones online because the baby book that she read said that Mary means, um, like, beautiful something of God. <laughs> beautiful mother of God. Be- beautiful. No, because it wasn't mother. It was, it was something else. I think it was beautiful maiden of God, something like <laughs> that. So I was like, well, you know... You did what you did with your resources, and you know, I get it. Oh Sticking God. with the biblical theme, keeping the biblical names. So, you, you wanted the first girl to be Mary. Have okay, wait, three more, and you finally wait, get it. <laughs> if Mary meant bitter, if, if you're right, then does that mean, does that mean, you know, Karen's is the new age version of Mary? You're like, you're being such a Mary. Don't be bitter about this stuff. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the old one for that would be Martha. Martha. I think Martha was the the Karen equivalent. I think Mary was the Becky equivalent. Why is that? Beckys are kind of like... I will say my cousin Becky does not fit the stereotype, so I'm just going to throw that out there. But (laughs) But Beckys are like... A basic bitch. A ba- a basic white bitch. And I'm putting an emphasis on the bitch because, you know, there's a difference between a basic white bitch and a basic white bitch. <laughs> What's the difference? One is just really into the trend. And one is just a bitch and thinks that she's a trendsetter, but is just really into the same trend as everybody else. But she's a bitch. She's like the the mean girl, you know? Did you watch the Heathers? The Heathers? Maybe it's just Heathers. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like a better... Oh god, do I want to say a better mean girls on a podcast? I was afraid you were going to say that. I'm like, I wow, think, you're really... <laughs> I think I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. <laughs> oh god. Ooh. Well, I said it, so... There it is. Let me look up 51. Yeah, it doesn't... This does not say whether or not she ever accepted that. It's saying essentially... um, It's just explaining the same thing again. Like, she... She doesn't understand. Okay, here's what the same website says for uh, 51. Mary does not understand everything which happens to her with perfect knowledge. Like anyone else, she would have moments of doubt, confusion, or misunderstanding. One such incident is her frustration 
when a 12-year-old Jesus is accidentally left behind in Jerusalem, only to be found three days later in the temple. Though Mary is upset that he has mistreated her, it says mistreated in quotes. Mm -hmm. Though Mary is upset that he has mistreated her, he reassures her that the temple is the only place she should have expected him to be. And he's been just waiting there in for two days. To... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has, like, he should be upset yeah. too. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> he's been waiting for his parents to get get back to him and be like, uh, you know, you didn't realize I was gone sooner. So he didn't even, he, he might not even have wanted to be around all the, the, the doctors and teachers and priests or whatever. He just... Yeah. He had to. <laughs> and he's like, I need food and shelter. <laughs> I don't know where my parents are. I don't know anyone and, here. But he chose to kind of enjoy the time and just like talk with them. <laughs> yeah. Learn from it. Oh, so many lessons to be learned in this one. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Jesus leveled up and increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Is this where he became a monk? Did he become a monk? What what class is Jesus? I mean, um, from past knowledge, I will say he is a bard, uh, and I will let you know <laughs> as we learn more in this read-through. <laughs> okay, that sounds great to me. Uh, now that you're saying bard, I a thousand percent can see that. <laughs> yeah, nope, for reals. Mm -hmm. I also have a funny, like, different kind of okay, take. Okay, good for it. <laughs> On this, this, yeah, this one's shorter, so. Um, this is just a playwright following an adolescent demigod, and uh, the story series did not really take off that well, which is why this was the pilot, and it's the only one included in the Bible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's right at the end. I kind of got that too, and I made a note, and it, in mine it's, it's like, it sounds like the end of an anime flashback. Like, I mean, they're just teasing yes. something like, oh, maybe we'll talk about this, and then, you know, no, that doesn't matter. We're just going to bury that or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that we both thought that and like went that kind of a route. <laughs> All of this to say, he was only 12 years old. Kids are way smarter than we give them credit for. Demigod or not. Yeah, that's pretty much what the it's saying in here too. That's a good yeah. summary. Thanks. If you're ready to get back into it, in this harmony of the Gospels. The, uh, the next thing is um, more the start of John the Baptist. So maybe it would have been good to, like, do a little John intro before Jesus. Yeah. Well, if we find time to record again, we could do yeah, that. Yeah, we could. But also, I don't know how much in the story he is, so later on. Because really, this is his big moment. That and him dying, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I say we either do it and, like, try and get it out before this, or we do it after we finish with Yeah. So then um, the next things are actually in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So we'll have... Matthew, Mark, and... Yeah. So we have uh, Matthew three thirteen to 17. 
is Mark chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Luke chapter 3, uh, 21 and 22. Ooh, the baptism of Jesus. I want some of what he was having, man. <laughs> that sounds like a wild ride. The way I see it playing out, Jesus is coming down. He's got his little baggy ashroomies. And he's like, he's like, bro, bro, I heard you've been baptizing these people. I need you to baptize me. And this is what we need to happen. And this is the prophecy. Look at what we will do with this. That he's like, he's just tripping. <laughs> He's like, we need to do this because he heard that that this is what he's been doing. And it's the spiritual thing. It is an outward symbol of look at this relationship I have and this spiritual relationship I have. And so, of course, he's, you know, on his shroomies. He's like, I got to do this. I got to have that. <laughs> and who better than John the Baptist? And then this whole other thing played out you know he gets baptized and then god's voice reigns from the heavens he says this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased he's like i'm doing this right man I'm doing it right <laughs> and he's just totally tripping having this whole experience and everybody else is just like what the fuck is going on in his head probably because he's like yeah, because all this shit's going on, and he's just speaking to this voice in, in the sky <laughs> that nobody else hears or sees. I I don't know if he yeah. was really just tripping at that time, because... No. Like, for example, Paul and Romans would always, like, go back to, like, oh, you know, Jesus also did this. So this is just, like another thing he had to do to be like yep he was holy he was baptized through this he was he did this stuff he was there's one more thing he he had to do in in this grand scheme <laughs> mm -hmm. now i feel you but i feel like that was just part of his whole experience see i was trees. looking to the other ones to get some more clarification on like the like the events that that led up to it but they both just wanted to highlight that this is the time that he got the power because mm -hmm. in matthew 3 um like 13 to 15 then cometh jesus from galilee to jordan unto john to be baptized of him but john forbade him saying i have need to be baptized of thee and comest thou to me and jesus answering said unto him Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered to him. That seems like it could be like a, you know, uh, a, a shifty thing. Because if we remember, like, I know going back to when we were doing the uh, experience God, where he's he had the part like oh what did jesus think about john like he's he's so great or whatever but it was really like you know um you know john's really good but he's nothing compared to someone who believes in my god or whatever so right. john wasn't exactly happy to see him and this was him like bargaining the deal again like cuz if like we talked about in the christmas episode if 
they were really that close to family, and they were really gonna push this kind of, like, holy baby things that they were doing, then they would be seeing each other quite yeah. a bit. And either those kids would be best friends or worst enemies, and they obviously separated, and they realized later mm-hmm. that they need each other, or Jesus does at least. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, probably a setup. I don't know. The world may never know. Well, then, uh, the next part is in, well, let's see, we got Matthew, Mark, and Luke again. And it's a smattering Whoa. of verses. Oh, boy. Where to go in Matthew. It's chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Mark also, I guess, sheds a little bit more light in chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 13 also talks about this. So, this is all about the temptation of Jesus. And... um. I have a very vivid memory in my head, but I can't place my age or, like, the time, really. I'm going to say I was probably six or seven. Oh, fuck. Anyways, there was this... I was at my... I was visiting my dad, and the church he was going to had, like, children's church. Um, Like, they left, and they went to their own thing. So I would... I went with them, and there was a puppet show video that they had playing on this like tv that they had rolled out you know and uh it was the devil and two of his little demons and they were trying to um they were trying to hurt people and get people and uh people were fighting back and and quoting bible verses at them and they would come back to the devil and they'd have a sword sticking through them with a Bible verse written on it that was quoted at them, and they were just being defeated by all these people telling Bible verses to them. And then it went to the devil flashing back, and it was him and Jesus, and it was telling this whole temptation story. And it's just all in these really silly, like, Muppet-style puppets. Like, they're just little puppets. (laughs) More Sesame Street-style almost, I don't know. It's weird. But I think of that every single time I hear this now. Read it. Whatever. I was really entertained by it as a kid. I thought it was awesome. But looking back, I'm like, ooh, that's kind of weird. But either way, I enjoyed it. And it stuck with me. I remembered the story. What was the takeaway on that one? Um, I think the takeaway was supposed to be like, okay, so Jesus used scripture to defeat, like to deflect the devil. I'm not going to say defeat, but to deflect the devil or defeat his attack, per se. <laughs> um, so we, in turn, can do the same thing when people are trying to harm us, you know, obviously in a more verbal sense, not physically, because you're trying to quote the Bible at somebody who's trying to, you know, stab you. That's not going to do anybody <laughs> good. So, um, yeah. So, you know, with the Bible at people. And uh, I think, I think okay, the whole point of quoting scripture is speaking truth. I don't agree that that is the truth, but I can get behind speak the truth. And that is how you should handle situations is by being honest. So in a way, yes, 
I did get the same takeaway, but I don't know. For me, uh, the story is always presented as like, Jesus just in the wilderness. He's just enjoying his time. And the devil comes up. I'm like, hey, kid, you want one of some of this or whatever? And like, hey, or... Want to buy a dead baby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And, you know, he's just like, you know, like it becomes like a dare episode. Do you want to do this? No. You want to do this? No. You want to do this? No. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> it wasn't him just, you know, having good time. He purposely went out into the woods and fasted to be tempted by the devil. He went out there to meet the devil and to face him. And his temptations really just boil down to Jesus getting into the right headspace before going off on this mission he's thinking about. And it took him 40 days. And like, oh, you know, how impressive. And it's like, is this supposed to be, is this... A measure of manliness like are people constantly doing this back then like i'm going out and see how long i can make it see how long till i give I'm in gonna meet the devil. and and jesus finally came to him and he just he still didn't give in yeah even when he was desperate here's my thing though i get it man shall not live by bread alone but like when you have nothing in your belly it's better than nothing mm. <laughs> Not saying he should listen to the devil, just saying he could make himself a protein shake. Would Jesus know about protein shakes? Yes. I think that he So you think know. he would just, you know, apparate them? I think a protein shake would look a lot different in Jesus' time than our time. You just get a, it's just a clay bowl and full of it, and he could just drink his Slim Fast. <laughs> If he knows everything, he knows that, you know, Slim Fast, circa 2003, you know, chocolate shake was very good. So he would just always apparate that into his cup. Just Well, there you go. I also was not meaning like a meal replacement. I wasn't meaning like that. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you you know, you can make homemade protein shakes That's a protein and stuff, shake. And you don't have to use protein powder. I mean, it's a meal <laughs> replacement shake. Which is a type of protein shake, so yeah, but I wasn't getting <laughs> Well, now that. we're getting really I wasn't into thinking it. that kind. A protein shake that he can make. <laughs> like, like, like you would make at home with berries and, and like, various things. I mean, whatever he has. Yeah, if he could have anything he wants, then he can you just, know? you know, make it appear and there we go. Yeah, but he has to know about it. I don't think that Jesus, as the human version of yeah. God had the ver- the ability to know that kind of future stuff. Because if he could know that kind of stuff, he would have known his death. He would have he known already, every little he detail He supposedly already knew his death, though. Yes, but if he, were be- if he were able to go down to the little detail of a type of Slim Fast, <laughs> he would know exactly to the minute when he Maybe died. Maybe he did. And how he died. He's, he was... Mostly kind of accepting it in the end, as far as I remember. He's like, yeah, this is happening. I don't I don't think that he knew a lot about it. I, I mean, I think that he knew he was going to die, obviously. <laughs> but I don't think he knew shit about it. Oh my gosh. 
Okay. I don't think he knew. He did something in those 18 quiet years that already made him, like, um, on the wrong side of the law or something. And then his whole gospel picks up when he's trying to evade that and not die, but he's just going to die anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just had a whole theory. Ready for this? Ready. His his silent, his 18 years of silence, whatever mm-hmm. you, you called it. Was yep. that right? That was the years that he was studying other things like herbal, herbal studies and oils and the witchy kind of stuff. All of the stuff that was taken out of the Bible. That's why those years are silent. They were recorded. They're just not included. Because that was a huge part of the culture. It was. <laughs> That's just, and it wasn't even like a religious thing. It was just, I mean, some of it, yes. But a lot of it was just like medicine, daily stuff that's widely accepted. It wasn't some like obscure thing or strictly religious. Not like not even that, but like just the influence of other countries like around just constantly like trying to force their religion on you as well. So then you're like having to learn these other customs or anything. Yeah, that too. And you just start to see the similarities between them all. Yeah, that ain't that the truth. Oh, um, yeah, that would be really interesting to find information about something like that. I am going to have to restart research his uh, his silent era. <laughs> I like I like that that phrase. Add that to my research sticky. It's like he's a, a ska artist or something. It's a silent era where he said nothing. (gasps) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Oh, I did want to say for the the end of this bit in Matthew was like verse 11 just feels like a a little tacked on. Kind of in the same way that before in Luke, how how that felt like the, the end of a pilot or something. Just like a little bit tacked on. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Like, then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. <laughs> what does minister like? Yeah, I, I don't. They heal him, give him food. They just talk at him. Good job, bro. He's just <laughs> hallucinating because he's been fasting for forty days, and in his mind, he yeah. defeated the devil. He's like, no, I won't give in. And then the devil's like, drat. Ah, here's your golden fiddle. Ah, yay. And then he came out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I like Luke's telling of this the best. Yeah. I feel like it was the easiest to follow. Yeah, I I feel like there's a better picture in my head. But I, I liked it because it was also simple and to the point, and there wasn't a bunch of, like, extra stuff. But it still painted a good picture for me feel like this is a three bears kind of situation what's the three bears one is too much one isn't <laughs> the three little oh, the three bears yeah. you know goldilocks and the three bears one of these has too much detail one technically luke is longer so he technically has more detail i don't even care it didn't feel like it <laughs> it felt like it to me when it was like this is the same as like what i was reading before i'm getting no new information <laughs> 
Well, we're not getting new information in any of these, but I like the way that this is presented better. Fair. That's why I I like it better. So I think from there, I don't know if I have anything else to say about his temptation. So um, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, It looks like uh, John picks up really the most of this chronologically for a little while. So maybe we'll uh, do that next time. Sounds good to me. We should probably close it out. And it is 11. And I'm fading fast. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. It has. (sighs) What's your takeaway Mm. from tonight? My takeaway from tonight is that, I don't know, I feel like I got a whole new layer of seeing these biblical figures I've seen as these fantasy creatures for so long as real people. And it was really strange to me because it almost felt too normal and too weird at the beginning when we were talking, you know, like about Mary and and that kind of that stuff about holding in her heart. And that was just that was kind of strange to me. And it kind of made me feel off because it was just that realization like, yeah, these are real fucking people. This is we're not talking about like a, a, a character in a TV show. These are like from the perspective we're looking mm-hmm. at these at, these are real living people who had very real lives and very real emotions. That's the part we leave out. On top of having real lives and jobs and shit, they had real emotions and they felt just as strongly as we feel today. And that's just weird to think about. So it was really eye-opening to look at um, this story I feel like I've heard a million times in kind of a different light and focusing on a different point. Mm-hmm. But I think the big takeaway I took away about Jesus is just the insightfulness that he had and the intuitiveness he had. Like, he knew when it was time to do shit. He just, he knew. He was like, I'm going to learn from these people. And he stayed and learned from those people. When it was time to be baptized, it was time to be baptized. And he made it happen. Like, just, I mean, I know those may seem like silly examples, but yeah, I mean, that's what we're talking about tonight. And I think that those are small, but good examples of that exactly. Because when you take care of your body and yourself, you are aware of so much. (laughs) And people in tune with, with spiritual stuff. Things like that. Jesus was in tune with that kind of shit. Of course he was. But when you're in tune with things like that, you have to be in tune with your body. You have to be in tune with yourself and be able to follow your intuition to trust that you're doing the right thing. And I think that's beautiful. And that is something that I desire to be. That's one of the reasons that I like following the teachings of Jesus is because whether he's a real person or fictional or whether this is whether he's a real person and this is a fictional portrayal of him, the teachings that he is said to have taught are meaningful to me. And I think that he was a good dude. And I think that in that, I see these aspects of him that I desire in myself, like that insightfulness and intuitiveness to know what I need. Because I feel like I never know what I need. I know what everybody around me needs. I don't know what I need. So I need to follow in that in those Jesus steps to figure out what I need 
to be able to listen to that voice. Because I know I have some damn good intuition and instinct, but gotta be able to listen to it to follow it. (laughs) Gotta be able to hear it to listen to it. This really hit you strong, didn't it? It did. I'm glad you got such, like, a great take. I don't don't know if it it hit me as, like, it was kind of eye-opening to just see, like, the, uh, like... The more real side yeah. of Jesus being left behind. Yeah. That was a fun thing to look into mm-hmm. and to discuss further. This is a good session. Yeah, nice jam session. Yeah. So I guess that's Bible the end buddy. of the Bible's but study today. Bible's See buddy. you next time. Catch you later. <laughs> hey buddies, Mary here. If today's episode sparked something for you or you have questions for us, send us an email at thehighpriestbiblestudy at gmail.com. You can stay up to date on new episodes and merch releases through Instagram or check us out on Facebook if that's more your style at The Hybel Study. That's at the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. Check out our subreddit, r slash the high priest for references to some things that we've talked about in various episodes as well as some memes. We also have a threadless shop, shop.thehighpriest.show. There's almost always new merch popping up there, so be sure to check back regularly. If you want to and can responsibly donate, but have enough merch, buy us a coffee. Buyusacoffee.com slash the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. You can donate once or you can choose to donate monthly. Money donated helps us to improve the show and make it better for you as the listener. Or, if you want to just make it all that much more simple, all of these links are on our website, thehighpriest.show. Every link I've already mentioned, as well as some different platforms that you can listen to the show on. Rate us and leave us a review, we'd love to hear your feedback, and don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes directly from the platform that you listen on. Besides, it's that much easier to share with your friends when it's at the top. Thanks again for listening, we appreciate you, and I'll catch you in the next episode.